two of our examination of the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew 6, uh, verses 9 through 13. Matthew 6, 9 through 13 says this, Pray then in this way, Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now that's the New American Standard uh, Bible, which I typically use when I preach. I thought it'd be nice to, to read just from some other translations as we move through this and maybe pick another translation each week. And so I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, uh, beginning verse 9, Matthew 6. Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So you can see um, a significant difference in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation, of course, is a paraphrase. It's not uh, a translation, so that makes it a little bit different. But it's interesting always to, to read uh, different translations when you consider um, Bible verses. I, I Typically, when I prepare a sermon, I'll look at a, a Bible verse in, in several different translations uh, because it'll give you some different perspectives and ways to view it. And so I'd encourage you as you're working through this to, to have other Bibles available so you can read it in another translation. If, if nothing else, it causes you to see it in a fresh way and, and maybe in a new way God can, can speak to you. But we've been working through this passage verse by verse. Last week, we were in verse 9 our Father who art in heaven. And so we recognize that prayer is relational. Uh, it's intimate. Prayer should be inviting. Uh, we, but, but we also recognize that it's not just this fleshly invitation, this um, physical invitation we have, but there's a spiritual battle to be fought. Uh, and, and, and we can boldly go to the throne of grace, as the Hebrew writer says. And, and, and we can go, boldly go because we go to our Father and not to just sovereign God. And then it says, hallowed be thy name. Uh, name represents character, and, and God's character is, is holy. Uh, and so, so we can approach uh, this, this holy God uh, with boldness. Uh, we can approach his throne. Uh, but, but there's also an aspect of this uh, that not only uh, do we acknowledge that God is holy and he's, his character is holy and he's set apart and he set apart his love and his grace and his power and his knowledge and his creative power and his righteousness. But this is also a petition uh, in, in that we're, we're asking God to give us the ability to bring glory to, to his name, to demonstrate his holy character. And so in Matthew 5.16, Jesus says this, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And so if, if this is petition, then the first petition in the Lord's Prayer is that somehow we'll take on a character, the character of God, and demonstrate God to those around us. That, that there's an evangelistic um, outreach even in our prayer life that, that we want people to see our Heavenly Father and we want people to experience the goodness and the grace of, of our Heavenly Father. Now let's move on to, to verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so let's um, let's look at this 
phrase by phrase, your kingdom come. Uh, This phrase demonstrate God's already but not yet kingdom. Uh, And and what does that phrase mean? We we, we recognize or we believe that God's kingdom has come, that that when Jesus came and and he died on a cross and he rose from the dead, that, that God's kingdom is fully available to his people. Uh, to, to the extent that we seek to live in the will of God, his kingdom is present. And so, so God's kingdom is present in this place. This is not a, a heaven-only uh, scripture, but it's, it's, it, it's, it's not afterlife-only scripture, but it's, it's dealing with our ability to live within the will of God. And we believe uh, that you can live within the will of God, that, that God will demonstrate his will and he gives us the power uh, to do this. And, and so there, there's, an, there's an aspect of this prayer uh, that we recognizes that we recognize that that the best answer to prayer is to find and to live fully in the well and will and presence of God. In other words, uh, in, in verse nine we see that one of our first things we pray is God give me the a character that demonstrates your character. And then secondarily we pray, God, I, I want to live in your kingdom, I want to live in your will, and I believe that my prayers are best answered by living in in your will and living in your presence. Uh, I'm always reminded when, when I think of, of this, of the Exodus story. In the Exodus story, uh, the, the children of Israel, of course, are slaves, and, and God comes to Moses and says, I have heard, and I am here. <laughs> and so God's best answer is usually his presence. And, and so oftentimes we get caught up in these peripheral answers to our prayer, but, but God's best answer to our prayers is always his presence and his will. And so in this prayer, we're acknowledging uh, that, that God's presence, that God's will, and finding ourselves and aligning our wills with his will uh, is the best answer to any prayer and the best request we can make. Uh, there's a connection between this phrase, your kingdom comes, and the phrase that proceeds, uh, hallowed be your name. Uh, we usher in God's kingdom when we demonstrate his character. In other words, when we are truly living in a way that demonstrates the character of God, the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, um, when we live in such a way that we demonstrate the characteristics of God, we are demonstrating his kingdom and we were living as kingdom people. And so we're, we're ushering in this ideal of your kingdom come. And then the phrase that follows, your will be done, which we'll talk about just in a couple minutes. This is an invitation to usher in the kingdom through obedience. In other words, God's kingdom is that place where people find and follow his will. And so when we find and follow his will, his kingdom comes. When we find and follow his will, his kingdom comes, and we live in such a way that our character brings glory. Uh, It hallows the name of God. And so those three phrases are very closely connected in the prayer. So we begin our prayer by understanding the best answer to our prayer is to find the will of God. But we live in the ready not yet kingdom. In other words, there's more to come. As Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully just as I've been fully 
known. In other words, there, there's more to come. And, and we acknowledge this. We, we acknowledge that, that we can fully live in God's kingdom, but there's more to come, that there's a, a greater aspect, a greater revealing that, that we will know as we're known when, when we find ourselves fully in the presence of God. So historically, the, the church has prayed for God's kingdom to come in full. And, and this has been closely related to the return of Jesus. Revelation 22:20. 20, John writes this great book, which scares a lot of people and has a lot of imagery in it. Uh, but at the end of the book, John writes, he who testifies to these things says, yes, I'm coming quickly. Amen. Come Lord Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 16, 22, you have the phrase Maranatha, which in essence means, even so, come Lord Jesus. And so we are people who pray for God's kingdom to fully come, for, for Jesus to return, is not a bad thing, that's a good thing. It's not something to be feared, but something to be anticipated. And, and, and I guess as I'm doing this, um, this video lesson with the ideal that on Wednesday night we'll, we'll gather by Zoom and discuss it. Maybe that's something to be thinking about as, as you prepare, if you watch this and, and you're in the Zoom uh, Bible study prayer meeting. Uh, why should we anticipate and not fear the Lord's coming? What, what are you anticipating most in the Lord's coming? Uh, so, so there's an aspect of this prayer that's saying we want your kingdom here but, but we understand that your kingdom come, when it comes in full, all of our prayers, all of our answers, all of our questions will be answered. And then it goes on. Um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, this kingdom is closely connected to our willingness to align our wills with his will. And of course, this recognizes uh, the, the sovereignty of God, that, that, that we recognize that, hey, God is sovereign, God has the right uh, to, to seek and call us to obedience, and, and we find life in finding and following, finding and following his will. Uh, and, and, but ultimately, I, I think what we need to see in this, it, it's not just God... Um, overriding our will with his will, but we find what's best by finding ourselves in his will. In other words, sometimes we get caught up on, in things that we want and desire, and I believe what Jesus is inviting us to see is uh, that the answers to our prayers are found not in getting what we want, but aligning our will with our Heavenly Father's will. It's, it's possible to begin to believe that the will of God is oppressive and it's keeping us from the things that we want to do, that, that it's keeping us from the things that we believe brings happiness. Uh, but, but that's a lie. When we pray, your will be done, we're praying, Lord, help me to find the life you want for me. Help me to see, Lord, what you would want for me and how that brings true life. Uh, scriptures like the following should enliven our, our prayer life in this prayer. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, 
to give you a future and a hope. 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, salvation and truth. Those are two pretty positive good things. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality. So, so God's desire for us is to sanctify us, to set us apart, to make us holy. And this is a good thing, a great thing, an awesome thing. It's something only God can do. And when we find ourselves in his will and we seek his will, these are the things that God is trying to do in our life. So, so God's will is not simply what he wants from us. It's what God wants for us. So when, we, so when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are freeing God to bless us with what he wants, what's best, what's beautiful, what God created us to experience. Now, now the invitation for those of you who will be joining me on Wednesday night is to, to find those promised passages in the Bible. And let's share some of those together, the, the promises of God. And, and when you pray, your will be done, you're praying those promises because that's God's will for you. What, one more passage uh, that I'd like to read. And it's from Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. And, and we preached through this not too long ago. Paul writes, for this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we have asked or imagined, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And to Paul's little prayer there I say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God bless.